look, when you set your goals high, when you reach for the moon, you just might land among the stars, like they say. But think about it. Landing among the stars is still pretty damn cool. Who cares? Who cares if you hit the moon? You can keep reaching for that next year, but you're that much closer to it right now. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, guys, welcome. Welcome back to the show. What a year it's been already. As I am recording this, I'm gearing up for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I'm looking forward to the holiday season. But I'm also feeling very reflective today. And so I thought I would just take a chance to do a solo episode and share some of my thoughts. It's Monday, November 11th, as I'm recording this. And just last week, I wrote on Instagram. If you're not following me there, by the way, make sure you head over to at Side Hustle Pro and go ahead and follow along because I share a lot of my journey here that doesn't make it to the podcast all the time. So I posted on Instagram that Loving myself looks like slowing down and getting quiet enough to hear my thoughts and feelings and unpack them. So that is what I've been focusing on this season. And usually this time of year can make me feel a little bit frantic, sometimes blue, sometimes sad. Let me know if you relate. There's just this big rush to just wrap up the year in a neat, tidy little bow. And it just always feels like there's so little time. So there's this big rush to make sure you get everything that you wanted to get done, done before the year is over. And I don't know about you, but I feel like we tend to beat ourselves up when we realize we didn't accomplish a few things rather than taking the time to celebrate what we did accomplish. Like, look, when you set your goals high, when you reach for the moon, You just might land among the stars, like they say. But think about it. Landing among the stars is still pretty damn cool. Who cares? Who cares if you hit the moon? You can keep reaching for that next year, but you're that much closer to it right now. So I just had to slow down for a sec and be like, girl, why are you tripping? Take some inventory of what you've accomplished. And I am proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for a productive year. I won't get into a list of all that I experienced and accomplished this year and my thoughts on that in this episode. I'll save that for what I'm calling my year in review for my final Entrepreneur Diaries of the year. But I do want to reflect on something else I've been thinking about, how podcasting has helped me find my voice and my purpose. The other day, I also posted on my personal Facebook, I posted a caption that just said, Podcasting helped me figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And it is so true. It just occurred to me one day. It was just this epiphany like podcasting has really helped me to clarify my goals. Despite years of schooling, years of working for different employers in different types of companies and different industries, private sector, nonprofit, all of that, I still didn't know what I wanted to devote my energy to for the rest of my life. And podcasting has allowed me to see how I can use my voice and my experiences to impact others for the better. And that, I feel, is a part of my purpose in life. And I say a part because I'm only 35 and I leave space for God to keep revealing new things to me, new aspects of my purpose. I don't think it's just all done right now. By the way, 
Before I get into this episode, right, and before I get into all about how podcasting helped me to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, I just want to remind you that if you have a podcast or you're thinking of starting one, I have a training specifically for you. If you are ready to leverage podcasting to build your business and brand, then I'm here to help because this is what I do and this is what I want to help others do. My next podcast training, and by the way, my final training for the year How to Grow Your Brand Through Podcasting is happening this Thursday, November 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Register at podcastmoguls.com for this training. I'll be teaching you how to stand out as a podcaster, aka how to figure out what's missing in the market so you can stand out in your category. I'll be teaching you how to market your podcast, aka how to find your audience and gain your first 1,000 plus downloads and keep growing from there. I'll also be teaching you how to secure speaking and TV opportunities, aka you'll learn my formula for branding myself to attract speaking and TV opportunities. So come on down to my next training. It's this Thursday, November 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. I will be teaching these podcast branding specific strategies. Register at podcastmoguls.com. And let me be very clear. I am not teaching you how to get started, how to record, etc. If you want that information, you can go to my free Skillshare course. Just search how to get started podcasting or search my name. I'm not teaching that. In this training, I'm not teaching you how to podcast for fun. I'm not teaching you how to podcast as a hobby. I'm teaching you how to brand yourself and turn your podcast into a business, okay? So if you're ready to go from podcast host to podcast mogul, save your seat right now at podcastmoguls.com. Now let's get into the episode. In order to understand just how confused and lost that I've been throughout my life and how I came to podcasting and how it has helped me find my voice and my purpose, I really think it's important for me to take a step back. Some of you might know bits and pieces of my story. You never fully know it all, right? Because I forget stuff sometimes. I forget to include stuff. And as I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, looking back, That helped me to do this. And I just am continually connecting the dots. So that is why I take the time to kind of run it back for (laughs) y'all. And there's a lot you don't know. And I know that it's important to keep sharing my story. As me and Maya talked about at the live show, check out the live show episode to hear more about that. But I now know that it's important to keep sharing my story because you really can't connect the dots looking at one Instagram post that I put up or even looking forward or what I have coming up, you can only connect them looking backward. As Steve Jobs said in his famous speech, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You got to keep moving forward. And every now and then take a step back, look backwards, you'll start to see those connections. So let's take it back. Um, Growing up, I was always a dreamy little kid, always in my head. I loved daydream. When I tell you loved, I loved daydreaming. I just absolutely loved it. My older sister's They would play with me, (laughs) but I also spent a lot of time alone growing up because when they were being too cool for school, playing with their older friends, mind you, they're only five and four years older than me. But when you're young, that seems like a huge age gap. So when they were off doing their thing, I would be in my alone time just running wild with my imagination. And my imagination grew like crazy because of this experience. I would craft my own stories. Sometimes I would write them, you know, write little in my notebooks, write little books. Sometimes I would just act out scenes. Yes, by myself. (laughs) And little did I know 
that this was the beginning of my path to storytelling. By the time I got to high school, people started asking me things like what I wanted to major in in college or do as a career. I started piecing together things that other people told me I was good at. I think most of us do this. So for me, writing was one of those things that people always told me I was good at. And I enjoyed it too. And from early on, I was also fascinated by how people got jobs on TV, especially Black people. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you become that? So when I learned about the profession of broadcast journalism, boom, I thought, okay, I like writing. I want to be on TV. That's what I want to do. So I head off to college at the University of Pennsylvania. I major in communications, not right away, like sophomore year. But I was always interested in communications because that was the major that encompassed broadcast journalism, everything I wanted to do. The problem that I didn't anticipate with that was, one, Penn doesn't have a direct broadcast journalism path. You know, if you want to do anything in media, you major in communications. So most of the people I know who went down the broadcast journalism path, they got involved in things like the campus newspaper and the campus TV station. And crazy enough at the time, I thought those activities were kind of boring. So there I was. This girl who claimed that she wanted to do broadcast journalism, but didn't want to do the activities (laughs) associated with the path to broadcast journalism. I've always been kind of an enigma like that, you guys, sometimes. And I think this is why later on you'll see why I didn't um, stick with PR, because I love the sound of it. But when I see what it actually entails, I'm like, oh, this is boring. Or why does it have to be this formulaic approach? I'm not big into like formulas. You have to do this, right? So the other problem I didn't anticipate with going to Penn was that being in a liberal arts major is super broad. It's almost too broad. It leaves you with a lot of questions and a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out. You're like, well, that job sounds cool. Oh, and that one sounds cool, too. Unlike going to school and deciding on the med school path, for example, the communications major and a lot of majors, I should say, it leaves you with too many options. And it's up to you as a college student to figure it out. What are the chances you're going to do that in four years as a 20 something, early 20 something? Right. So thank goodness for internships, though, because those did give me a little bit of clarity. During high school and the first half of college, I interned at HBO, Home Box Office Network, in various departments each summer. So I got a feel for the film department and more. Then in my junior year, I interned at Ogilvy PR, thinking that maybe a PR agency would be fun. Because again, I was just basing this on things I saw on TV. And by the way, my big disconnect in life is that I was always looking for a job that I would enjoy and find meaning in. And a lot of the roles I ended up finding would leave me feeling empty inside. That was the case with working at Ogilvy. One of our clients was DHL. Another one was mayonnaise. I was like, I feel absolutely no desire or connection to work on these campaigns. Is it too much to ask to find meaning in the work you're going to be doing for the majority of your waking hours? I don't think so. So, you know, call me a millennial, call me someone who just acts for too much. But that is something that just always left me dissatisfied. So I graduate from college with no earthly idea, as my episode 165 guest Dr. Kia would say, no earthly idea what I wanted to do with my life. 
By the grace of God, I had been accepted to a program called MLT, which I've spoken about before, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, and I had a career coach in MLT, in the MLT uh, career prep program. So I got into the summer associate program at MTV immediately after Penn. I would go on to work at MTV in their standard and practices department, in public relations, again, this time, you know, trying out the in-house field rather than agency field, discovered I still hated it, and While I was at MTV, I knew in my soul that I wasn't satisfied. I was restless and I was unsure of what path to explore. So I started side hustling. I created a PR firm. Yes, I did. Shout out to my friend Adrian, who I paid to create my business cards. And just like that, I had the Nikayla KPR firm. So I said it was a firm, but spoiler, my firm did not last very long. (laughs) was not the path for me. But shout out to me. I've been side hustling since 2006. And then I ended up quitting MTV at age 24 and moving back home with my parents. Talk about feeling discouraged. I I usually mention this. I don't really go into as much detail, but let's talk about this period in my life a little bit more today. So for all of you who are beating yourself up, who might be listening to this and going through this phase, this transition period that we're all going to go through sometimes more than once, right? If you're feeling this way and you're like, I don't know why I don't have it figured out at 25, 30, 35, 40, I wish I could say it gets easier, but it doesn't. My biggest advice to you is to stop trying to make it make sense. So you can sum yourself up in a neat little elevator speech for someone else. We are multi-passionate. We are going to do different things, explore different things, come across things we like, come across things we don't like, have career transitions, have a hard time figuring out how to merge our experiences and our interests into finding a next role. All of that is normal. What's not normal is worrying about how do you explain this to other people? Because I think that is one of the reasons that causes us spiral so much into just beating ourselves up. So that's the biggest piece of advice I have. Stop thinking you need to make your life, your experiences, your path, what you're doing make sense to outsiders. Just focus on yourself. Focus on trying one thing at a time and testing out different paths as side hustles until you start to feel yourself gravitate towards certain activities. And I don't want to make this sound like a fairy tale, like that's going to, you know, be the end all, like you'll have a light bulb moment. The gravitation is the first step, but confusion is still going to follow that part. I'm not going to lie to you because guess what? You have to analyze, is this viable as a career or just something I like doing for fun? Can I make money doing this? How do I make money doing this? Will I enjoy taking the steps needed to make money doing this? All of that and more has to be considered. So that's just to explain to you how to get through those thoughts. Focus on yourself, but understand that that's only the beginning of the process. So after I moved back home with my parents at 24, going on 25, I worked at a random job. I was answering phones and filing paperwork at a realty firm. I only told a few people what I was doing at this time because, like most people, I wanted to figure out this dark period on my own and wait until I came out on the other side to tell my victory story, right? That's what we like to do. Wait until we got it all figured out, then be like, oh, I was struggling, but I got it now. (laughs) So I was working at this realty firm by day for over a year. Um, I still kept side hustling, this time instead of PR, 
I was freelance writing for an online news site. So back to writing, you'll see this theme come back a lot. And through that work, had enough of a portfolio after a while, plus had a boss who took a chance on me to eventually land my very first job in social media marketing, working for a fashion startup. Now, I had moved back home with my parents in 2009. I thought it would be just for a year. I lived with them for three years until I was 28 years old. Looking back, I'm grateful that I have the kind of parents and had the support and the ability to move back home, but it was not cool to me at the time. It was something I was ashamed of. Who wants to be living with their parents? Like the whole point is we're supposed to be independent after college, right? But living in expensive New York City is not easy. At the time, I felt like a loser. And again, I just felt like, dang, why am I not getting my life together. What is the disconnect? Why can't I figure this out? I need to figure out my purpose and move out of my parents' apartment in the Bronx. Little did I know that things don't always happen when you want them to happen. They happen when they're supposed to happen. Even more so, and this thought just came to me literally as I was speaking, even more so, things are happening while you are doing, you just can't see it yet. You just can't see it yet. Like the literally the act of putting one foot in front of the other and working to figure out your life. Things are happening within you. You're learning things that are going to help you when you get to that next place. You just don't know it yet because you can't see the future. So I didn't know it at the time, but as painfully slow as that time period in my life felt, it was putting me on the path to being the social media marketer that I am today. I learned from one of the best to ever do it. Shout out to Adriana Nova. And I learned at a time when social media marketing was just becoming a tool used by brands. So I was a pioneer, if I do say so myself. <laughs> but truly, it has been so great to be able to be witness to the beginning of brands using social media to now and to have all that knowledge stored within me and to continue to keep my pulse on the industry and be able to help and coach people now. So. My job in social media marketing, my very first one, allowed me after a few years there to leap from a role as an assistant there at this fashion startup to being the assistant director of marketing at Georgetown University in their executive education department. Listen, man, the salary bump at Georgetown wasn't as fancy as that title sounds, but the title took me up several rungs on the career ladder. I know you all might be wondering by now, Nikayla, what does this have to do with how podcasting helped me find my voice and purpose? It has everything to do with it. All right. Trust me. Stick with me. Because if I, someone who has been confused career wise, has been hopping around, moved back home with her parents so she could figure out her life, had a quarter life crisis. If I can do this and make a living being my own boss as a podcaster, so can you. You can make a living doing anything you want as long as you put in the hours to learn and master your craft. And keep in mind that the journey is also teaching you useful skills that you're going to use down the line. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsor. Story time. Let me tell you about the first time I had to send an invoice to a client. It was back in 2011. I was doing some social media freelance work for a major brand. And when it was time to get paid, they told me to just invoice them. I was racking my brain like, how do I send an invoice? How does this process work? Then I discovered FreshBooks. 
I signed up for an account, created my very first invoice, sent it over to the client, and they paid it immediately. The whole thing was seamless. And I also remember feeling super proud because I look professional and that's what I want. That's why I highly recommend FreshBooks for my fellow side hustlers. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than anything you would try to do on your own. FreshBooks lets you create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Plus, you can file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn accounting. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and tell them side hustle pro sent you. So after Georgetown, I went to grad school at the University of Michigan to obtain my MBA, Master's of Business Administration. I went to school, interned at Google in the summer between my first and second years of business school, thought I would get the job, did not get the job. Some of you know this story. And once again, I found myself in the position of moving back home with nothing to show for it. This time with my then boyfriend, now husband, with no job and very little savings. And again, I wondered... How could I be back in this situation? I know my family members at the time were wondering what I'm doing with my life. I know they're probably looking at me trying to be sensitive, but deep down inside, like dying to ask, you know, but not wanting to pry, but wondering how I could have this fancy degree and no job. Living with a man I wasn't married to, not having income of my own. They were worried about me. And so was I. At that point, I was 31 and thinking things like, by this age, my parents were not only married, but they had all three of us kids already. What am I doing? This is the problem with comparing your path to anyone else's. It just doesn't make sense. Not only is it pointless, but it takes away from the time you can just be spending soul searching. For example, my parents, they grew into adulthood in a completely different time period in society and a whole other country. So what sense did it make for me to be tracking my milestones against theirs? This is something that extends the process of coming into your purpose. Spending too much time caught up in kicking yourself when you're down, like I was doing. You stay down for longer than necessary when you do that. I was down for longer than necessary, in my opinion, because I was caught up in my own shame and self-pity. So after the first few weeks of wallowing, and there had been months before that when I was still at Michigan that I was wallowing in shame and self-pity and all of that, when I finally pulled myself out of that, I finally stopped comparing myself to everyone else from my parents to my classmates and just got to the work of soul searching. When I started soul searching, that's when I started blogging again because I went back to my roots as a content creator and a social media marketing, which I had completely neglected in business school. I went back to what I felt I was good at, which was writing and creating content. And that in and of itself just brought me so much confidence, brought back so much esteem because I was reminded like, hey, I'm good at this. Hey, I enjoy this. Blogging was my in the meantime activity. While I was still applying for jobs and just desperately trying to impress employers and interviews. 
So that summer of 2015 was when I graduated from Michigan. And it's also the summer when I first learned about podcasting. Boom, boom, boom. Here's where podcasting comes in. So I will never forget the day I decided to finally listen to a podcast. Me and Moya, we had gone out for drinks with his friend and his friend's girlfriend and one of her friends. And we were walking down the street in DuPont Circle in D.C. And her and her friend were laughing about something. And then she says to me, you know, because... It would be rude to laugh and not tell me what they're laughing about. So she says, have you ever heard of The Read? I'm like, the what? And she goes on to explain that it's a podcast and it's hysterical and it has her dying every week. And so I made a mental note to go check out this podcast. And that's what I did later that night. And that week, as I cooked or did laundry or did random things around the house, I listened to podcasts nonstop. I was hooked. And I started contemplating at that time, hmm, what would it be like if I turned a blog into a podcast? This podcasting thing is interesting. Sat on that thought. Didn't do a lot. Didn't do anything with that thought for a long time because I remember I was still trying to get a job. I had a, a lot going on. But that's when the idea just first started to percolate in my head. And in June 2016, I finally launched Side Hustle Pro as a podcast. I knew I was interested in the stories of Black women side hustlers. I knew that I wanted to hear from people who looked like me, who started their businesses while they were working nine to five, because that's what I would be doing. I wanted to learn from people who specifically grew from nine to five to full-time entrepreneur. And I did some pre-work to validate this idea, which I teach my students how to do in podcast moguls. So I suspected others would be interested in these stories, too. And, you know, I had seen the response to some of my early interviews on the blog. But you never truly know until you just do it. I could never have imagined where I would be three years later now in 2019. I wanted to work for myself, but I thought I would do the podcast. I would interview women who, you know, went from side hustle to full-time entrepreneur. I would learn from them. I would come up with a business idea and then I would chronicle starting my business on the show. I didn't know at the time that podcasting itself would become my business. I thought I was going to come up with some some other invention or something. Right. But this is what happens sometimes when you just sit down and do the work. Your life naturally leads you where you need to be. Today, I not only podcast, but I also train others on how to go from a podcast to a business owner, and I train others on social media marketing. What I love about podcasting is that, one, it helps me to have conversations with people I wouldn't otherwise meet. I like using interviews as a way to forge connections. I'm a naturally introverted person. I'm really not big on walking into big old rooms of people and just talking to, to to people randomly. If I do, I really had to like hype myself up before that. So I love the fact that I can make authentic, organic, deep connections via interviews by having a podcast. You know, it kind of helps me to, quote unquote, pick the brain of women I admire without having to email them asking to pick their brain, which no one should do anymore. <laughs> but I will say caveat disclaimer, not everyone, first of all, says yes to 
um, being interviewed. And a truly deep connection involves way more touch points and relationship nurturing, which is why I try to go to events and conferences where my guests are speaking. I, you know, continue communicating with them post-show to further support when I can. It's not just the interview. It, it has been that first form, that first line of connection, which I appreciate so, so much. Um, because a lot of times, even though I interview people, we haven't met in person and we don't meet in person until later on. And here's what podcasting has taught me and how it's really helped me find my voice and my purpose. First and foremost, podcasting has taught me a new level of consistency. I know this sounds trite. I know everyone always says you have to be consistent. So let me break down what I mean by this. I recently heard someone say this on another podcast and it hit home for me because it has been my experience. Life is all about getting the reps in. And that means dealing with the discomfort of being bad at something when you first start and just committing to getting in the reps, a.k.a. the practice. So a lot of people, I think, wait to do things because they're hoping that if they consume enough content and knowledge and lessons and tutorials, a.k.a. textbook knowledge, they can know exactly what to do and just knock it out the park on their first goal because we're scared of failure. And we're also programmed to do this, right? We're taught in schools um, that, hey, we can learn everything we need to know and then go out and get a job. And we will, you know, just by having studied and taking these tests, succeed. And it really does us a disservice, okay, when we think like that. Because the truth is, it's really not about the knowledge at all. It's really not about how many case studies you read. It's not about how many group projects you do. It's about the reps. That's why you have so many people who don't have fancy degrees succeeding in business. And no knock on fancy degrees because I loved my business school experience. I would absolutely go back. The degrees don't hurt. But you know what really makes you successful? Taking that knowledge, taking everything you learned and everything you practiced, because that's what school is, practice, taking everything you practiced and then getting the reps in when you start your own thing. What do I mean by reps? I mean, practice, 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 practice. I mean, doing something over and over again. It took me 27 episodes to launch my first online masterclass where I actually charge people for my knowledge. It took me 42 episodes to get paid by my first sponsor. It took me 50 more cold email pitches to get my next sponsor. It took me 81 episodes before I had my first paid speaking engagement. It took me 149 episodes to speak on a stage in front of over 300 women. It took me 160 episodes to be contacted by the Today Show. And the list goes on and on as I keep on putting in the reps. You won't get the big goal you're aiming for on day one. You won't get it after rep one. You won't even get it after rep 10 or rep 15 or rep 30. You'll get it after many, 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 many more reps. So... My advice is to start getting in your reps right now. If you see something for yourself in 2020, then that means you got to start right now because it's not going to happen after the first time. And by the way, when you're first doing something, prioritize experience over pricing. I see a lot of us getting caught up on pricing. I did at first as well because you don't want to underprice yourself and you know you don't want people to have your brand in their head as stuck at a certain price point but listen you can always grow you can rebrand you can offer more so don't get too stuck on that because the important thing is getting the experience in so i spoke for free many times before i ever 
got paid to speak anywhere. And the first time I got paid, you know, I got one amount, right? And then the next time I was able to charge more. So really prioritize experience over pricing because with that experience comes confidence. Like, oh, I know how to do this. Oh, I know that I'll be able to captivate a room, drive home points, leave people with key takeaways and actionable steps. That is what experience does. Because once you have an audience and that experience of providing value, you can command a different fee. Podcasting has also taught me to invest in myself. No one is going to invest in you as much as you will. Understand their levels to investment, though. Sometimes we kind of have a mental block of how much we are willing to spend on our businesses when it's still a side hustle. I know I experienced this where you're like, okay, this is a side hustle. I'll spend a few hundreds, right? But then when it starts to feel like, oh, I might need to spend thousands, it's like, whoa, 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 that's a lot of money. But think about it. You are holding yourself back when you're stuck in a certain level that you're willing to invest in your business and you refuse to go over that level. If you only put in $50 in your business, even if you 10x that, you're only going to see $500 in return, right? So start thinking about the return you want and what you are putting in. If you have dreams of being able to replace your income and go from side hustle to full time, it's time to start researching people who are further ahead than you and learning from them. That will come with investment. Even today, as my revenue per month increases, so do my expenses. I have to be willing to spend money on hiring people, on Facebook ads. Even let's look at a a more recent example. So I put on a live show, right? Yes, you make money from ticket sales, but there is just as much expenses. I have to be willing to invest in an event producer, a photographer, a videographer to capture the footage, which will breed other opportunities in the future. When, you know, if I want to be on stage, for example, if I want more opportunities to do that, then having paid that videographer is going to reap huge rewards because now people can see my clips. So these are the things you have to think about. It's not just, oh, I want to do this thing. This is how much revenue I have. It's I'm going to invest this amount because I want to see this return and I know down the line what this is going to provide. Podcasting has also taught me to be the mentor I wish I had when I was growing up. I didn't know anyone who walked the path that I'm now walking. I didn't know any Black women entrepreneurs personally, and I didn't know where to listen to their stories or watch their stories. I want to change that. I am changing that. One of the things that gives me the greatest joy is knowing that people who are having similar experiences to me are able to be encouraged and are able to see a path forward. Podcasting has also taught me to get over myself. A lot of the fears that hold us back is us thinking people care way more about us than they actually do and care way more about what we're doing than they actually do. Everyone is focused on their own life. And even if they were focused on you, no one's opinion matters but your own. So that's just something I have to remind myself. Maybe you're good at this, but I just consistently have to get over myself. and <laughs> Be like, no one is really checking for you that much that you have to be caught up in your feelings, afraid of what some imaginary person is going to think. Like, really, girl? So... Just remember that if you are given a vision, if it pops into your mind, if it keeps coming back nine times out of 10, that means you've been given an assignment on this earth. So get over yourself and get to your assignment. 
Podcasting has also taught me that you can make a living by sharing your knowledge with other people. Podcasting has taught me what I want to be when I grow up. I've discovered that I love using my voice to spread encouraging messages and to share stories. I didn't really know how much I love this until I started podcasting. I love interviewing people and being that connector between an inspiring person and a listener who needs to hear their story. I also really like breaking down the story and bringing out the key points because many times people, you know, we're also used to just doing what we do, like taking a step back to explain our path and we, we kind of take it for granted. Like we don't really see the spectacular things we have done sometimes or how all the dots connect. So I love being able to help a person who might not know how to tell their own story, um, tell that story and share the things that people care about and bring out those key points. I want to do more of this. I want to get better at this because I am no means the perfect interviewer, the perfect podcast host. I'm always growing, always learning. I want to continue to do this, continue to grow. And I want to do this on larger stages and in different mediums. So stay tuned. Nikayla knows what she wants to be when she grows up and she is going after it. So in closing, I just want to say that I heard this quote from Oprah a few months ago. She said, I am living inside of God's dream for me. Whew, that just hit me right in the gut because I feel the same way. All the dreams I had for myself, they kind of ended up not being what I thought they were. I never knew I could make a living as a podcaster. I never dreamed of this path specifically. In all my dreams of one day working for myself, I never dreamed of this path specifically. And so I really am living inside of God's dream for me. And now it's my duty to rock it and also demystify the process for everyone else. So before I end this episode, I have to remind you again that if you have a podcast or are thinking of starting one, but you aren't sure how to use it to grow your brand and make a living for it, then I have a training just for you. Register at podcastmoguls.com for my next podcast training, the final training for the year. It's called How to Grow Your Brand Through Podcasting. It's happening this Thursday, November 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, register at podcastmoguls.com. That's podcastmoguls.com. And there you have it, guys. Head over to sidehustlepro.co for all of the show notes from this episode, including the link to register at podcastmoguls.com for my final training of the year, how to grow your brand through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Now stay connected in between episodes by texting Side Hustle Pro to 44222. You'll get my weekly Six Bullet Saturday newsletters where I share what I'm up to, what I'm reading, my business tip of the week, and resources to help you grow your side hustle. And I'm working behind the scenes on some live events, which my email list will get access to first. So make sure you're in the loop. Text Side Hustle Pro to 44222 or visit sidehustlepro.co slash SBS. Thank you.